0: Edition of the First Day Pod. This is Michael Gauvier. Join my co-host, Leanne Hullo, and myself as we welcome Joe Chapman. This is an addiction story, a true story, an honest story, and we bring it to you because authentic, real-life experiences are what really teach us. So I wanted to meet Joe in real life after he contacted me over a year ago through Twitter. And now here he is on the show, ready to talk about his life, the lessons he's learned, challenges he still has before him, and so much more. We really hope you enjoy this episode because Joe has never been on a podcast before. He reveals himself for the first time. So settle in, take notes, Ask questions, and get ready for the latest edition of The First Day Pod. Hi! Hi, Dave. We do have a new background?
1: Yeah, like a three-person one.
0: Yeah, where's that at? Is that in the drive? Yep. We're live on the air. Here we are. <laughs> we started the show. Uh, Joe is working out on some... Uh, some stuff right now. Wait, oh, here we go. Maybe he's here.
2: Joe, can you hear us? Yes. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Hey. You can. Oh my gosh. How did you Hi, Joe. Wow. How are you guys doing? <laughs> good, Joe, it's good to meet you.
0: I'm sorry that we uh, didn't get to meet each other before we went live here, but we were
2: all behind. We're each other right now. It's all good, man. How are, I mean, you guys are having a good, fine night, it looks like.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> uh, looks could be deceiving, <laughs> Joe. <Yes. laughs> Where are you guys located?
1: i'm in canada oh wow okay yeah and he's in uh, michigan
2: okay cool yeah where are you uh i'm in grand rapids michigan area
1: oh nice yeah nice yeah mike's in livonia
2: okay yeah we got to get together for a game or something govier yeah is it govier or govier
0: (laughs) i don't know what do you think leanne
1: it's govier but he always when he it's
2: it's gotta be govier
1: It is, but whenever he tells people what his last name is, he's like, Govier.
2: (laughs) Govier, okay. But it is Govier. Okay, gotcha.
0: Yeah, you you nailed it, buddy. So, well done. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. We're really glad that you came on, and we're going to talk with Joe about life and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, Well, it's not always fun either. Some of it's uh, hardcore, and it's real, but that's what we do on this show. It's about wisdom, empowerment, education, and... We appreciate you guys coming aboard and being back with us in our new time slot. Leanne, this is our new time slot.
1: Yeah. Are you liking it so far?
0: I'm loving Am it. I? How do you feel about it?
2: I was going to say, <laughs> I'm, I'm liking it so far, if you're asking me. Joe loves it, yeah. Perfect.
1: That's all that matters. I just want Joe happy.
2: Yeah, yeah I'm happy. I'm very happy. Good, good. <laughs> what does your shirt say, Gobier? It's
0: a Cedar Crest College. This is a tiny little school in pennsylvania nice okay. little college yeah cool uh but i mean, leanne are you excited i mean this is our new time yes on, okay. you didn't answer the question joe answered the question but you didn't yes <laughs>
1: my mama always said if there's nothing nice to say i'm just joking i just uh i'm hoping that i'm gonna like it it's just i I forgot how my weeks are. That like the days seem like super busy. So, but it'll be nice. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Wait, you I'm see... assuming
2: you guys are like the co-host, right? Like this isn't your first time, Leanne, correct?
1: No, 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 co-host. Okay. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay. I was gonna say. Yeah,
1: yeah but right. normally we. Gobi was just we...
2: checking in on you. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah, he likes to call me out to make sure that I'm co-hosting properly. So, gotcha. um, <laughs> but normally we do this on Sunday nights, and uh, this is the first time that we're. Well, we started off during it during the week, right? I think we started it out on Tuesday. Yeah, Wednesday of course we did.
0: There. That's
2: correct.
1: Yeah, and then we switched over to Sundays, and now we're back. So we'll see how it turns out.
2: That's right. Oh, it'll so turn this- out great. You got me here.
1: Yay. <laughs>
2: awesome.
0: Okay, I did it. Now, is this the three box okay. that you created?
1: Um, Sort of, kind of, yeah. Yeah, it probably didn't save properly. I had Joe's name on there, but that's okay. Oh, no. It's fine. It just didn't save. That's my life. So that's cool. cool. Anyway, I didn't see a box
0: Can with his name on it.
2: Yeah. Can I just say I love your guys' like back to, or you know backdrop imagery, the sun and the mountains and the blue, yellow, green. It's it's perfect.
1: Oh, thank you.
2: Yeah. Hell yeah!
0: Thanks, yeah. Joe. That's cool of
2: you. Yeah. That like. is awesome. Yeah. People yeah. don't
0: always say that, so we appreciate yeah. that. Um, we had a friend of mine, Will. Will Mims is an excellence.
2: Graphic that just designer. sounds like a cool name. Will
0: Mims. <laughs> Will Mims. Will Mims right. is a fine fellow who does graphic design work. So if you want to follow Will on Twitter, go find him and connect with him. He does work at Rota Fanatic, which is a baseball site I run. And he also made that when we uh, commissioned Very him. Cool we commissioned. Okay. There it
2: is. Look at that. Commission. Now it says your
0: name, Joe. Joe, your name is now special on this.
2: Josh. I'm a special... I'm not just a guest. I'm a special guest. Huh? You
1: are a special guest.
0: Wow. Okay. damn right. Everyone's a special guest on the First Day Podcast. Uh, oh, yeah, so yeah. your comments of the live stream are always welcome. Josh says I suggest morning podcast so I can listen on my way to work. I didn't know you were back at work, Josh. First off, that's good, good news. Congratulations. Yeah, glad to hear that. Uh, but yes, a morning podcast would fit with...
2: I have oh. to show off my Dodgers hat right here, by the way. That's a sweet mm. hat, Joe. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, I, I, And I, it's, it's my, my initials.
1: Oh, my God. It's LA. your initials.
2: So Lee Ann. Yeah, wow. Hey. Okay, So that I just love, happened.
1: I love it. You really so, are a special guest. You're my favorite now. Okay, sorry. Continue.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the First Day Pod book club is still fully in effect on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Atomic Habits is almost over.
1: Mm-hmm. so So. good oh it's so good i'm loving it what's happening
0: you just exploded with like super intense sound it was weird so (laughs) so you said you liked it
1: i did and you can talk normally now it's okay okay so yeah i love it so we are uh if you guys have been reading it and you haven't come to the book club come this monday we're finishing up the book so there's like uh it's it's advanced tactics. Um, but we can talk about the whole book and kind of wrap the whole thing up. Uh, and then the following week we are, uh, taking a break. Um, it's Valentine's day. And so Mike and I may be able to be together. A couple of you have said that you didn't want to do it that night. So Uh, we're respecting that as well. Um, and, and then we are starting the sleep revolution by Ariana Huffington. And that's going to be a really good one. Um, so we're. Starting I don't know at, if it's going to be
0: but, good or not, but uh, you said it is, so I'll trust. No, it you.
1: is. I haven't read it yet, but I do know people that have, and I'm gonna. I figure if you can get one thing out of a book that you didn't know before, and then apply it to your life, it was a good book. And I know that I'll be able to. So, um, that's it. But hey, like it is ten after nine, and we haven't got to know anything about Joe yet. So I will stop okay. there, and I want to okay. get right into this. Okay, you know fine.
2: that I'm wearing a daughter's hat. I do
1: yeah, know, do know that. that. Yeah, he's wearing a hat with my initials on it. It was so sweet of him to think about that. Thanks, Joe.
2: I try. I try. <laughs> righty. So how did, did you, guys you guys meet each other? Well, can I ask you guys something? How did you guys meet, by the way?
1: That's what I was gonna ask you and Mike. A
0: lifetime ago. Oh. Ten years okay. ago. Like ten years ago, and it's a we met online through a silly little dating service and now here we are 10 years
2: ago they had online dating apps. oh yeah big time
0: oh i actually
1: think it might have been closer to almost 12 wasn't it what come on
0: it was barely 10 years ago so okay, uh, it doesn't what? matter though. That's moot. Doesn't uh, matter.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, but no, that's where it all started, and then we had a long, winding, fascinating journey to get where we are now, and uh, it's it's wonderful. It all works out if you want it to work out. Yeah. And sometimes it Feels doesn't like work it. out if you want it to work out because you think you know what's best, and then what you think you know or what you think is best isn't what is best. So therefore, it isn't what you wanted, but it might be what you needed, and it's just how these things work. It's a fascinating life, and that's why we have Joe Chapman here on the show with us today. And Joe is here to talk about, you know, I, he wanted to come on. We're going to talk about baseball, my baseball pod. We're going to do that eventually too. But I wanted to have him on this show because the whole reason we met really has a lot to do with this show. And I'm an open and honest dude about my own experiences. And, you know, I honestly don't know how, how comfortable or open and honest you are willing to be here today, Joe. I mean, you didn't say like, hey, dude, I don't want to talk about anything. Mm -hmm. but the fact that you're here says a lot. So, uh, how did we meet Joe?
2: We met because I loved your Twitter videos. Like I saw you on Twitter, uh, just scrolling through Twitter and, uh, you just had this like energy and you like sports and, but, but when it really like started, uh, connecting with me on a deeper level, I would say is, uh, when I heard you talking about um, mental health or, you know, you Mm -hmm. posted some video about, you know, mental health or addiction or something like that. And um, I think I just DM'd you on Twitter. And I was like, dude, I struggle with that, too. Like, like, we just, and I I think I gave you my number and, uh, and shortly thereafter, somewhat you you texted me with your email. And and then we just have been like kind of texting here and there ever since. And, uh, yeah, so it's been quite a journey. I was trying to remember as well, like when, when we first started connecting. And I think it was, I was going to say about a year ago, but I think it was probably, I think you're right. I think it was probably about a year and a half half ago. So, um, yeah, yeah, um, I, I've just always admired you from afar, uh, through the Twitterverse and, um and how open you are about your, your struggles in your life and what you've had to go through. And, um, and I've, I've really appreciated you, like, just, just being open to texting a random dude back on Twitter and and saying, uh, you know, I like just texting me out of the blue sometimes too. Hey, how you doing, man? And, um, (laughs) it's been a journey. A lot's been happening for me on my, uh, sobriety journey, I would say for the last, uh, you know, year plus. So, uh, you, you've got to, you've gotten to experience that somewhat, I would say.
1: Wow. Can you, can you like, whatever you're comfortable with sharing, would Mm -hmm. you be able to get me up to speed kind or, and our listeners, um, up to speed kind of like maybe where it started or like, just kind of take us through your journey.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I'll give, I'll try and give the two minute version here of my life story. Um, Three, two and a half, three. Okay. Um, I was, I was raised in a pretty uh, religious household. um, Mm -hmm. So that I think led to some rebellion uh, Mm -hmm. early on and just sort of like this kind of F you kind of attitude way of thinking. And I carried that through. Well, I still have some of that, to be honest with you. Um, but I carried some. Uh, I I carried that attitude with me for a while. Mm. Um. Oh, it oh, is. you guys. Oh, it, it oh, said having trouble connecting. So. Okay. Um, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that happens, so yeah, the, just
0: keep on grinding. Just keep okay, on grinding.
2: Okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> and so the. Uh, Yeah, I I never, I mean, I smoked pot sometimes and whatever, but for the most part, it was, um, it was, it was the booze. And, uh, so that I would say started becoming a problem. I would say, I would say early twenties. I mean, pretty much when I hit 21, it was just like, all all bets are off, you know, um, uh, I can go there whenever I want and all that. So Mm -hmm. Um, and now I'm I'm going to be 30 this year. Thank you very much. Let's give Yay! a round of applause for
1: me. Oh, yeah. baby. Yeah, Just a yeah, baby. I'll be, I'll
2: be 30 in uh, June. Yep. So.
1: I'm so um, excited for you.
2: Yeah, I'm excited. Um, it's sort of a reminder of like, okay, man, you know, you're, you're not a boy anymore. You got to, you know, really start kind of being an adult here a little bit, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so the drinking. Yeah. And, um. To be honest, I never, I'm wrapping up here, by the way. I, no, you're I never, good. This okay. is all about you. Um, um, I never really wanted to admit that it was a problem um, until recently, until very recently. Um, I'd been to rehab for a seven-day stint when I was, I want to say, 26-ish. Uh, that was actually near you uh Govier uh that was in uh where was it? Uh Brighton, Michigan. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So like Brighton Hospital or or what Uh, used to be called Brighton Hospital? They they have like a recovery center type thing. So I went there. Um
1: can I ask what kind of prompt what kind of prompted you to go there? Like
2: what Um, made you so that one was really uh family prompted I would say okay um Mm -hmm. then I went to another one and this one maybe saved my life in some ways um Mm. it's called um I'll give them some props I don't I don't care about sharing the name um guiding light it's in Grand Rapids Michigan it's pretty much like anyone can go there and it's like a four-month program you got to be on your Ps and Qs. The, the head guy is like a marine type guy. Mm. and so you have to like really like be waking up at like it's like be up by six at the latest on weekdays and 7 a.m on the I mean, that's what most people do, I guess. but, um, but he's like really strict about it and uh, you know, so anyway, um, wow, I went there this past summer, um, and that's when Govier texted me. And uh you know, he was just saying, how you doing?" And I, I was I was so proud to say,, uh, dude, like uh, I, I've been at this uh, you know recovery center, let's say, and uh, they and they ended up uh, towards the end of my stay, they ended up elevating me to um, it, it, it's called the Houseman. So that's a very honored name is the houseman. And I'm not the houseman anymore uh it was it was pretty short-lived to be honest with you um for various reasons um but but the fact that you know they just did that in the first place for me was huge that's awesome
1: Um, congratulations now what was how did they do that was it because of like your what like how do you do that
2: um i think they look for kind of it's basically because here's the thing so there's like two guys that sort of are in charge but they're not there at night okay so they want someone like on the night hours to like be enforcing kind of their reign when they're not there wow it's a um, lot of trust yeah yeah it's a big deal and um you know so you're you're in charge of a lot i guess but uh wow i i think it's just um you know there's there's anywhere from 15 to 25 people there at a time. Wow. Um, and so you're just kind of waking people up or or trying to, at least I have a hard time waking up myself. Uh, <laughs> <I hear you. laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and you're just kind of trying to do your best as, um, um, an enforcement type guy. Yeah. And that was different for me as well. So it was a really big, uh, learning experience for me, I would say, but, but above all, it was just a great honor, I would say. And, uh, and, um, so that was, when did I leave there? I left there August of last year. So, um, been about five, five or close, closer to six months. Yeah. Yeah. Since I left and, um, you know, they just taught me so much they taught me I went in there and I had no idea how to how to be doing this what I'm Mm -hmm. doing right now in terms of just telling my story and being Uh vulnerable and um all that um you're doing great well thank you thank you um yeah I really credit them a lot um but um yeah so I, I would just say that they taught me how to be vulnerable they taught me how to be, oh, they, and not only did they teach me how to do those things, but they taught me the importance of those mm-hmm. things. You know, wow. they taught me how crucial it really is to, um, to be on top of that shit. I don't know wow. if I can swear, but I just <gasps> kind of how I talk. How top dare you? Top. Um, no, I'm just joking they, 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 uh, they really taught me how to be on top of that shit really good. And, mm-hmm. um, to be honest, I haven't, I haven't, um, been perfect, you know, since then. Um, so you've been human. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, just, just, uh, with sobriety, I've slipped up a couple times. I'll be honest with you guys, but with each of those slip-ups, um, it it just let, it, it leads me back to the right place and it, and it teaches me something every time. And, um, I would just say that uh, people just have to learn how to be just open to other people. Because if you're if you're going to be a closed book, yeah, I, I would say you just have like really no shot of, uh, of of remaining sober, because I think sobriety equals uh, openness. You know, it's, you know, so it's, it's a journey and it's okay if you slip up sometimes. And I would just say just self-love, you know, that's another thing they taught me is just love yourself, man. Mm -hmm. I've really struggled with that and, and forgive yourself for what you've done and, um, all the mistakes you've made and, and, and resentments is another big thing. Oh, that was a big thing for me. Still is. (laughs) And, uh, Yeah, so still working on all that, man, I'm still very much work in progress. But Mm -hmm. I'm just glad to be where I'm at right now. Like, having learned the things that I've learned and um, all that wow so okay i got i got so that's many a questions six minute version i would say that's great that's, no, that's wonderful that's um,
1: amazing congratulations joe i'm so proud of you thank you mm-hmm.
2: thank you guys
0: yeah first off we're, uh, we're here live with joe chavin here on the first day podcast if you have questions drop them in the live stream chat and we'll bring them up and we'll do our best to address any and all of them and you can subscribe to our youtube channel here we're over 100 subs we got our own unique channel name now which is wonderful Joe said a lot of things in there. Joe talked about relapse. He he said, oh, "I'll be honest, I I slipped up a few times. That's just part of the whole experience. So, you know, forget all that crap anyone ever told you. If you don't know much about addiction and uh, substance use disorder, then don't be fooled. You know, relapse, and I'm not talking to Joe. I'm talking to all of you out mm-hmm. there. If you have loved ones, people you care about, people that you want to help but you don't know how to, you have to be patient with them first off. And you have to expect them to have lapses because there's chemicals here that are being begged for by the body at times. And it also becomes habitual and mental. And all of those factors come together, and it makes it really easy to go back to learned habits. It's like anybody out there who's trying to learn a new way forward, a new habit, a new routine, trying to recondition yourself.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You're going to go back to what you learned prior. So whether it's drinking or it's eating cupcakes all the time or mm-hmm. you know crying instantaneously because that's what you learn to do every time somebody gave you a high five. Whatever kind of things happen to you and the end results of those actions, it's difficult to create those changes. And I know exactly what Joe's talking about. And I also wanted to know, how involved are you in the 12 step world? Is it, are you doing your own thing or are you yeah. in like, uh, and are you doing NAAA stuff?
2: Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm doing AA. Um, I have gone to NA meetings and I've actually really enjoyed them. Um, yeah. I went to like, it it was a meeting called uh heroin anonymous and I've never done heroin. It, it's always just been booze and a little weed for me. But, uh, I went to like heroin anonymous one time and, uh, it was so cool. Like I, it was almost one of my favorite meetings to be honest with you. So that's well, the substance sort of a little, doesn't matter, right? It's still all the same shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's what I've learned. That's another thing I really learned. Michael is, um, when I was, when I, fir- when I went to my first rehab, uh, in Brighton, I, I remember saying something I really kind of regret really kind of badly. I, and, and this was just sort of my night na- naivety, Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's a word. Um, but when I, I, I said something like, oh, well, I, I only drink, I just drink, Mm -hmm. you know, because Mm -hmm. they were like drug addicts there. And, and so I I don't want to say I was like putting myself above other people, but in my mind, you know, drinking was just sort of it's legal, right? It's, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's the accepted yep. it's it's commercialized uh mm-hmm. so I wasn't doing anything wrong and that's where I was saying I wasn't I wasn't really ready um at that time like five years ago ish uh four or five years ago ish but um but now you hit on that exact point Michael is uh it, it all is the same and I've heard people say in AA meetings um yeah dude I, I've done everything out there and alcohol is just as hard as any of them, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's yeah. just as hard as any of them because it anyway. Um, so that really, it's been a process for me in learning that. And I'm glad I have learned that now because mm-hmm. now I take it more seriously, you know? And, um, yeah. So I think I'm wandering off from your original question here a little bit, but, uh, um,
1: no, no, it's all good.
2: I, I guess I would just say, uh, Alcohol is no joke, and I'm not treating it as a joke anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. I haven't really had a history of it in my family. Um, And that's sort of been another, like, almost curse for me because it's been like, oh, it's not in my family, you know. Uh, um, So I'm good. Like, it's just like a little phase for me. No, this is the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. You know, this is every day for the rest of my life that I'm going to have to be. Fighting emotionally, mentally, uh, I won't say physically, <laughs> um, but I'm going to have to be
0: There's no doubt about it. It's true. Right? Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I think of most yeah. is the amount of times that people relapse. It shouldn't even be a word. It's just part of the routine. It shouldn't be on no. like a oh, whole okay. production right. when that happens. Yeah. So yes, Agreed. that's what yeah. I think of. And it's so crucial people know that. And I was only curious why Joe was either in or not involved in 12 step programs, because it's just a common step for a lot of people when they're first coming to terms. Yeah. I mean, Joe, that just was your told original you question. experience.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I mean, are you actively
0: say, working or are you just like doing meetings or cause so I'm, I, not, I'm not,
2: there's no yeah. judgment
0: here either way. I'm just curious.
2: Yeah, no, I, um, I need to do them. Um, I've, I've been scared shitless of them to be honest with you. Mm. Um, why? I think I halted. There's a, there's just a lot of stuff in there where it's just like, wow, this, this requires a lot. And that's where I still need to be working, you know? Mm. Um, it's, it's where part of me is just like, no, this part of me is to myself. And I, that's where, you know, I, I just, I always think back to the four month rehab this past summer, where it's just, they taught me and it's like, now I have to put it into practice. Yeah. You know, I started putting it into practice, but it's it's like, I need to fully put it into practice. Otherwise, um, I'm probably going to keep slipping up and that's just me being honest, but um, yeah, so I i, I halted it. I want to say it like step four, I think it was step four uh, moral inventory, and uh, that was just really hard for me. Mm. It's a classic, and, I mean, yeah,
0: I never did it. Yeah I, yeah, I went to a ton of meetings, I've been to thousands of. NA and AA meetings, I've been the coffee guy at an AA mm-hmm. meeting. or the So it's kind of like what Joe was saying. Where they give you uh, a responsibility, and suddenly you feel like, oh, I have value here, and I'm mm-hmm. needed here. And then they come to depend on you, and you actually appreciate that. Because usually if you walk into a meeting at a certain point in your life, you're really not being dependent on for anything, and everybody, or at least it feels like everybody hates you. So, uh, you know, that's refreshing. But at the same time, you know, a lot of people don't want to quit and they yeah. only go because they're just so desperate. They have nothing. They're, they're out of money. The, they If they had their druthers, if they had a thousand dollar stipend every week to just spend it on their substance eternally, they might never go back to a meeting or a rehab or contact anyone just as long as they were having their needs met and they could get high or get drunk or do whatever they needed to do to fulfill the minimization of the pain that happens within all of us. So you know, Joe, have you ever asked yourself, like, hey, maybe I, I just don't want to quit. Truthfully, I'm, I'm fighting myself here.
2: Oh, all the time to this day. Yeah. I mean, it's like um, I would say I've made a lot of progress with like uh, from when I first went to rehab and then um, where I'm at now in terms of like family provoked, family pushed uh, to where now it's more. It's definitely more of myself pushing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but at times it's, it's hard because it's like, am I really doing this, uh, you know, for, for me, or or mm-hmm. am I just trying to get sober for other people? Like my family and my, my little nephew who I want to have a good relationship with, who's like turning three soon, I think, uh, it's just, and so I've had to do a lot of soul searching with a lot of that, you know, and, and flipping into this year for me has been big just mentally for me because it's like okay i'm turning 30 and and, you know i i don't want to say like a certain birthday makes you think differently but it's like it just kind of hit me like my 20s are pretty much done man And, and it's just i i think i've believed this kind of lie for so long of like um oh your 20s are just for fun and all this stuff and Man, if I could go back and tell my eighteen-year-old self out of high school, so many things. I, I mean, can't we all? Like, right. Agree exactly. On that, right. Yeah. You know, so, um, not Leanne. But... She's perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, when you were saying that you're turning thirty, that's exactly went through what went through my mind. I was like, oh my gosh, if I only knew what I knew right now, yeah. And that's what makes me feel really old. And I could just like tell Joe and Joe would actually listen to it, then, oh my gosh, that'd be so amazing. But we have to live through it all and, you know.
2: Yeah, it's part of life, uh, I guess. Can I yeah. just say
1: something, though, Joe, like uh-huh. and not to let you off the hook, because I think it's awesome that you're putting this and saying, OK, 30s, it's going to be a new decade. I'm going to I'm going to pull up my straps and this is going to be a new thing. And I'm all for that. Mike knows, like, In I there. love <laughs> that whole Yay! thing. That's why it's called the first day pod. It's like it's the yeah. first day of the rest of your life.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. The only thing is, is I title, want you by to. The
2: way. Thank you.
1: Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We changed it a few times in the beginning, but now it's like, yeah, it feels really good. Um but Joe, I want you to I want you to remember this part. Once you're into your 30s, whether it's, you know, September or December or 3 years from now, is don't put that pressure of yourself that it's the decade and you slip up, quote unquote, mm-hmm. or you don't hit whatever you wanted or whatever and berate yourself about it and the only reason Mm. why i say that is because the 30s were really hard for me um because i put so much pressure on myself that i did the exact same thing that you're saying that 30s are Mm. that's it i'm gonna be and then it was like i didn't (sighs) it was really weird because when i had that birthday i didn't snap into a new person and but you're putting yourself into that so i just want you to give yourself grace and um having this that you've had to work through is sort of a blessing because all of these things that you've learned about resentment and self-love and everything i have friends that are in their 40s and 50s that still haven't learned it so yeah you're
2: way out of the game already yeah well that's important for me to hear because a lot of times it's like oh all my 20s are gone oh i'm turning 30 and it's like i feel so old and it's just like <laughs> I got like, you know, 50, 60 year olds at the AA meetings, like, dude, you're not fucking old, you know, get the fuck out of here. But, uh, but it's just like, I do. And and I have family members telling me the same things. Like, dude, you have, you, you're, you're lucky to kind of be figuring this stuff out a little bit now, you know? Um, and while I'm not perfect at it now, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just glad that I'm, I'm learning this, uh, at least like the basic principles of, of life almost like vulnerability, honesty, all this stuff. And it it seems like childhood principles in some ways, but it's like, we don't learn it. Yeah. You don't really do it. You don't learn it because you don't do it. I would say, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so I think, um, I'm just at a point where I'm glad that I'm, uh, Able to at least start learning those things and doing those things little by little. So that's amazing.
1: And that's Mike, right, I know Joe. that you have. I know that you have a ton of questions, but I also just want to. Say Do this. I have a ton of questions? Wait, that's what you said in the beginning. As soon as he stopped talking, you were really <laughs> excited about it. So. Okay. <laughs> so, but I just want to say this too. Um, one of the things that I learned. I went to this thing over the weekend, and um, they were saying. You want to be lit all the time, that you want to learn and then implement, but then the most important part is teach it. And so I'm so, so proud of you for being here and thinking back of all the stuff and teaching it. So the more I feel like you can do that, the more you'll realize how much you learned and how much you have been implementing. So keep doing this, whatever that means, coming back on the show or social media well, Oh, whatever.
2: I would love to come back on the show anytime. Um, but I really appreciate you uh saying that. That that actually is really good. So lit, be lit. I was I thought you were going in a different direction I I know right? you yeah, did. lit. Yeah. lit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was like and then she, it, so it's learn, implement, teach. Yep. That's that's the super lit simple process. Okay. Yep.
1: That's yeah, really the good. good news is, yeah. is we're
0: reco- Yeah, we're recording this, so you can yeah. go back and remember it and if anybody yes. misses this in real time you can watch the show oh i'm gonna on go your back own time. to
2: this and just like cry because this is like my first podcast and i thought about doing a podcast and so i'm just really glad you guys are having me right now and uh All yeah right. no i'll go back to this and just watch it and cry probably so awesome.
1: well that's fine
0: there's nothing wrong with a good <laughs> cry we love a good cry on this show right yeah yep. yeah
1: uh, you're doing so good we
0: got a few so, comments here so josh says um i think it is a little bit harder just because it is legally accepted. Yeah. Talking about booze. Sure. Mm -hmm. That's commonplace. He also says due to mental health issues, I had huge problems with alcohol from my early teens into my twenties. And like you, Joe, it took a long time for me to admit it really was a problem. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. so people understand your plight, Joe, they feel you. Mm
2: -hmm. It's a very hard struggle. It's, uh, you know, I heard someone say recently, it's, it's like a demon. You know, people say, like, oh, you got that demon of... Uh, I hate they, that.
0: I hate that,
2: man. Yeah. I really yeah. got
0: issue with that. It puts such a weird connotation on addiction and substance use disorder. Like, it's like, demons yeah, are creating yeah. this. And if we could just get rid of it, it's, like, really religious and mythical yep. and mystical and bizarro. Hey, the demons. Hey, the demons are
2: going to... Right.
0: Control you. I just got a beef with that. I've always had a problem with that because I think it really limits the understanding. Yeah,
2: yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I would say my beef with that whole thing. I get what they're trying to say with that in terms of like sort of got a clause in you and it's sort of hard to shake. But my problem with that terminology, I would say, is like uh, you know, like it it implies a certain unshakability to Mm -hmm. the problem. you know yeah you know and it's like it's like this demon is just always with you kind of thing and it's like yes uh, no you you can you can shake this if you want to and you just have to be intentional about uh all this uh um you know (laughs) life life skill stuff like honesty vulnerability and um all that stuff that i've talked about a little bit so
0: you got to get down with it. You got to open up and you got to be ready to get vulnerable. You got to be ready to cry. You got to be ready to tell people some stuff that you've never said yeah. to others in your life, which involves trust issues and being vulnerable and being trusting are really not common to a lot of people in this country. It's a and scarce where, yeah. scarce property.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say everyone can learn something from those steps. You know, yes. I mean, everybody everybody can like it's yeah. not just the 12 steps could teach aesthetics. everyone. Yeah. It's, it's, it's everyone who can learn because They're life
0: steps. Yeah. The, yeah.
2: Death. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I'll just finish in saying that, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's such a rare quality to find someone like you guys. I mean, we're being vulnerable, vulnerable here altogether. Right. I mean, yeah. and honest here all together and it's, yeah. it's, I find it, saddening saddeningly rare to like come across people who are kind of the same way in terms of like being able to just kind of open up a little bit mm-hmm. you know just just even a little so mm-hmm. many people I, and that's how I was before and that's why mm-hmm. I'm I'm just like at a point where I'm just so glad I've at least learned like these foundational principles of you know yes. all that stuff so I'm just grateful for where I'm at right now.
1: That's amazing, but you know what I'm gonna say? Yeah, is that that's very true. It's it, we don't see it as like a macro, like we don't see that as a whole of of society. Um, but I'll say the more vulnerable you are, the more people will be vulnerable with you, and you're Ooh. helping them by doing it by example, because if they see you like you reaching out to Mike originally mm-hmm. and being vulnerable or Mike being vulnerable allowed you to reach out to him originally and be vulnerable where yeah. if he was just the fantasy sports guy that was just like hey guys like baseball-y baseball-y then you probably wouldn't have reached out to him and be like hey <laughs> man
2: right right on right yeah. on yeah no I, I completely hear you and baseball, that's why I love baseball. Govier I, I love Govier uh because yeah. you're just so you're so honest, man, and uh, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's rare to find that quality, like yeah. true honesty, true vulnerability, um, and you yeah. have those things. So that's that's where I think. Thank I was- you, brother. Attracted to you in a platonic way uh, at first, and uh, yeah, watch yourself. Hey, <laughs> but uh, she's no, very that's, that's... protective. She's very jealous. <laughs> yes, watch out. I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> uh, no, that's where I really liked uh, you, Michael, uh, from the start. Is uh, again, man. Just just those videos that uh, you would post, and I almost oh. remember just like the feeling I got when I when I watched like the first video. Uh, that I saw at least of uh, of you uh, opening up in terms of your struggle with addiction and whatnot, and because I only knew you as like you were saying, Leanne, like I I only knew you as the sports guy right. for for a little while, like for the first few months I was following you or something like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then you posted that video, and it was just and you were just so honest, man. It's so vulnerable, man. Like that that takes. Cajonies. that takes cojones man to like do what you did and and say what you said and open up about what you did and uh i right then i was like this dude's like my favorite person on twitter i swear i swear (laughs) that's that's honestly like in my head i was thinking and so i was just like i gotta dm him i gotta talk to him and and then you like were texting me back and stuff i was just like dude this guy's so oh i love this guy anyway oh that's awesome wow i mean uh
0: yeah i guess we could just end the show there that's yeah perfect. that's i mean no look and then he'll pay look, you actually <laughs> you re- you reminded me of how important it is to do what i was doing and yeah, sometimes i've been thinking recently like oh, i don't want to come off too preachy either i don't want to think people think i'm I tell you I never try to tell people what it is oh, you're and not what the preachy, bottom line man. is. And, you're
2: not preachy.
0: Right. And I, I appreciate that. I do, thank you. And it, when I get when I get messaged, I tell Leanne all the time here or here and there that oh somebody messaged me recently, you know, and you were one of those people along the way. And then other people they message me, reach out like, hey, I saw your videos. I really appreciate what you're doing. Keep doing it. It just reminds me, it's not about me, it's about how important it is that it can make a connection in a meaningful way, a simple, you know, Twitter has two minute and 20 second time limits on their videos. You can never go over that. So you have to try to convey yourself and express your thoughts in two minutes and 20 seconds or less. And I've always, I have been spending the last like two years, last year and a half, constantly obsessing over how to, how can I maximize this two minutes and 20 seconds? Because that's something that I've really come accustomed to being grateful for is when
2: mm.
0: you're like the shining example of that, the best possible case of that. There's other people who we've had conversations and they do reach out and then they're gone and you yeah. never really know what happened to them. And yeah. sometimes you feel like, Oh God, I hope they're alive. Like it could be that it was that dire. It has been that dire. And as somebody who's finishing up and getting ready to do my field placement as a clinical mental health counselor, it also gives me a little bit of confidence to know that I can connect with people like this. So, so I really appreciate those words, Joe. It's very, very kind of you to say that. And I know you only speak from the heart. You speak the truth and that's the kind of people I usually am drawn to. And so is Leanne. We're drawn to people Mm -hmm. who speak honestly and deal and broker with honest dealings. So thank you for that. Uh, We've got a little bit of time left still. And I want to actually see if we could try to help people here, Joe. So if somebody stumbled upon this video, Not even now, if it's after the fact, because it's always available in perpetuity on our YouTube channel. uh, What would be something that you think from your experience? So you're not the expert, of course, but you've lived this experience. So you do know a thing or two about it. What is one thing that you could tell somebody who is either in the throes of addiction or maybe a loved one who's trying to help somebody who's dealing with addiction? What's an honest Um. to goodness thing that you could tell them that would
2: be of use to them? That's a very good question. Um, I would say if you don't have an answer,
0: that's okay too. No, so. I,
2: I have one. I have one. Uh, <laughs> awesome. I would say, uh, um, don't, don't let, uh, other people influence how you think of yourself, how you think of a potential problem with yourself. Um, because at the end of the day it's just you it's just you right I mean for the most part like you have your family and but it's like you know you're taught in recovery to kind of be selfish in your recovery in terms of like you know what I may have to let this friend loose I may have to uh move to a different place I may have to you know just just be honest with yourself like don't you know, don't let friends, because a lot of friends, right, mm-hmm. quote unquote mm-hmm. friends,
1: yeah,
2: they're like, oh, you don't have an addiction, man. You're not an alcoholic. You're, you're yeah. not all the. You're. What are you talking about? You're good, man. Like you just drink because of this, or you just whatever because. Of... No, like you need yeah. to self-analyze authentically and honestly wow. and individually, you know because people have such a great influence on us and a lot of times it's family obviously but mm-hmm. um but but a lot of other times it can be just friends or peers or whatever as well and mm-hmm. uh yeah i would just say uh wow i would just say just self analyze authentically there wow. you go summed up in three words <laughs> oh
1: my gosh i like it yeah
0: that
1: was amazing
0: analyze authentically saa
2: i like it yes wow. Great acronym.
0: It's like special forces of Great Britain, or is that SAS? <laughs> no, that's SAS.
2: Like oh crap! I blew it. <laughs> what, what did I say? Self analyze authentically. No, SAA, right? Yeah. It's beautiful, yeah. Joe. That yeah. is a great right.
0: piece of information because people wow. do get caught up, and you know, there's a time and place for treatment and connections with others, especially professionals who know what they're doing, so they can guide you and help you. They serve a purpose in this world. But you're right, if you just listen to your buddies or your crew and they're saying, hey, yeah, yeah. you're good, man. Don't listen to these people. And then you go on yeah. for several more years living the same mm-hmm. lifestyle. I, yeah. It all is, there are determining markers of the spectrum of addiction. And when you hit certain markers, they, oh, wow. Well, I'm, whether I admit it or not, I am in this realm. But at the same time, you also have to decide how negative is the outcome for the day-to-day operations of my life with this stuff. And for you, Joe, and for me, the, the outcome got so bad that I I wasn't teaching anymore. I, I took like a two-month sabbatical. I, I just kept telling him every week, like, yeah, I need another week, man. And I'm teaching. Mm. I got students who are depending on me. That, that went on for like two months. And when I got out of rehab after that, by the way, I think my personal experience, rehab is, can be a real, just a waste of time, a complete waste of time because – I went to an 11-day rehab. You're not going to get shit done in 11 days. You're not going to be yeah. cured in 11 days. It's, it's you're, not gonna find, you're not going to find – you're not going to be removed mentally, physically from the drug and substance itself in 11 days. If you do something like
2: Joe did, you said it was four months. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. And that's a huge can difference. That's why, that's why I'm that's promoting That's a lot it. longer. Yeah, because yes. yeah, it's free and anyone can go. So if anyone's struggling out there, call Guiding Light right now. It's free? Wow. It's free.
1: Oh my wow. gosh, that's amazing! It, it's like
2: a, a lot of donors donate to it, and yeah, they <sighs> they have uh they have uh what therapists and uh, spiritual advisors, and like you meet with them once. a You meet with your spirit spiritual advisor once a week, uh, therapist once a week, and what else once a week? Something else once a week too. But oh my gosh, um, this is in Grand yeah. Rapids. Yep. We need that no here. No though. So if you're sleepy, don't go, because they will kick your ass if you try and take a nap. <laughs>
1: that's a, that's, and funny, that's the man. truth. Wow, military <laughs> but, guy. but no,
2: honestly, if, if anyone like is really struggling out there, call Guiding Light right now.
1: Wow, that's
0: awesome. Yeah, I'm dropping the uh, website link in the live chat here. So if there's somebody you want to possibly get help for. Now, this is in Grand Rapids, Michigan, for the record. So, if you are seeing this, uh, just take that into consideration, completely right? free,
2: completely free. Wow. Yeah, yeah and, there and there's this. a few homeless people in there, but there's there's people from all walks of life in there too. I mean, um, some people I think you know go in there to try and kind of I don't want to say abuse the system, but they kind of oh they do, out of course they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. It happens
0: I, in every one of those. Some people are court ordered and they go in yeah. there and take advantage of it because they're forced to.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so some people definitely go in there to um, just have a roof over their head for a little bit, um, well, and then they get hey, kicked well, out. Not wrong not. with that, too, either. <laughs> Actually, but I will just a... say this. I mean, they, they do teach um, a lot of, like, physical stuff, too, and, and and that helped me as well in terms of, like, um, the importance of, you know, exercising, you know, because for, for us addicts and alcoholics, you got to find some other way to, like, self – indulge right. or, or self feel good about yourself and uh so so there are like hard workouts like it's I don't want to say it's like the army but like there are two really hard workouts per week and they they each last like an hour like one I was there in the summer so I I doubt they're doing this now but like in the summer when I was there we would like run up like a huge steep hill you know oh. back and down and then like oh. so but it was it was good. I mean, I, I lost a ton of weight there, which was great for me. Um, yes. And so you have to really want it. That's what they want to see is like, right. you know, there's 60 year old people there who, you know, they can't like run up those hills physically, but they just want to see you try. So like yes. the 60 year old when I was there, he just ran around the baseball field right below the hill, like instead, yes. you know, and they were like, you know, good job, man. Like, that's what yes. we want. We They want to see you want it because you know they don't want to waste it's it's like 30 grand worth of money that you're there for that they're spending on you for four months so um they that you have to want it if you go there but I wanted it and I'm really glad for my experience there so oh
1: my gosh that's amazing and if anybody's listening to this that is like in a wealthy Kind of circle. Talk to your friends about starting something like this in your neighborhood, and maybe go and visit them and see how they do it. Um, I'm sure they'll share all of their stuff because if we had this in driving distance of everybody, I feel like that would be absolutely amazing and needed. We need that in our city for sure. Yeah,
0: Yeah. it's a good call. Obviously, there is an exhaustion factor. Think about if you're working as a counselor or some type of uh, attendant there at any type of rehab place. You just see people coming and going every day. Mm-hmm. And there's people who are ready. And We talked about this. People who just don't want to quit, frankly. And sometimes they're forced in there. Joe talked about family pressure. I talked about court-ordered, mandated pressures. There's drug courts now. There's a lot of reasons that people go to rehab and not, in fact, most of them are not self-motivated at all really so you could get really defeated working in these environments as someone who's trying to help people because all you see is people coming and who do need help who are not ready or they're they just don't feel like it's for them and they come up with all these reasons i've i've seen it all and i've been through it all and me personally the first rehab i ever went to i remember it's so funny sacred heart rehab it's on the east side of Michigan over here east of Detroit way out in Memphis mm. Michigan. Yes, there's a Memphis Michigan. Oh.
2: Memphis and Michigan. Yeah. you ever been? Interesting. No, no, I've never heard of it. <laughs> well, it it's it's out it there.
0: Oh, it's like 45 minutes northeast of Detroit. Way it's like up oh, by really? St. Clair okay. Shores and way up almost by Poor Huron, I guess, a little bit. Point being is I went to Sacred Heart because I wanted to go though. I I was, I'm unique at times. Yes, I'm unique for a lot of reasons, but I, I really knew what it was like because I watched my own brother go through heroin addiction and opioid addiction myself for years, so, and I lived it trying to help him. But then there at the same time, I found myself in the throes of it myself, which is hilarious on so many levels and fascinating on even more levels because I watched it, I lived it, I tried to support it, and then I was doing it myself. So when I found myself being a teacher... Popping opioids every day, popping a bunch of them, and knowing that I had a problem, because I know what a problem looks like with this stuff. Yeah. As soon as my first year at that new high school was over, because I already lost a job because of opioids the year before, I went into this rehab, Sacred Heart rehab, which was a kind of like Joe was talking about with guided light, except this is guiding light. This
2: is Guiding a Light, yep.
0: Locally funded government run place so you know all of their okay. money comes from the tax base and they provide as many beds as they can so I went to this office and I said uh my school year's almost over I got summer vacation coming up I need to go to rehab ASAP like I planned it all out accordingly it was really funny I was like all right Mike you got summer vacation coming up you must be so excited I'm like yep my summer vacation as soon as the last day of school's over i am going to rehab and that's exactly what I did awesome. and I got out about I think the fourth day maybe it was five days the four days By the fourth day, I was like, I'm good. I was reading Eckhart Tolle, and I'm like, oh, I got this figured out. Boy, I know what I did wrong here. Okay, I see it. And I asked after four days to leave voluntarily. I'm like, I'm good. I'm out of here. I think I'm going to leave. I I really appreciate what you guys have done for me here after after three and a half days. Of course. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're fine
0: after four
1: days. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, I immediately, uh, I left there. My dad picked me up, and we went and had lunch, and I think it was three days later I popped pills. And then pills you were good. I was surprised I lasted for three days without popping <laughs> pills, but it, it was pretty quick, so yeah, well, that's my, that's that my rehab Michael, tale for you.
2: First of all, just thank you for sharing your story a little bit there, but um, isn't it interesting how kind of family dynamics work like that a little bit? I mean, just because you mentioned your brother who went through it, and you you kind of were saying you never thought you would find yourself there, right? Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, there you there you were. Yeah, you know, it's I was like, a fool, total fool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just find that interesting a little bit, but
0: mm-hmm. oh, it's incredibly like, like fascinating. You, it,
2: it tears. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, did you think when you were going through that, like, of your brother? You yes, know, like, of oh, like, oh know, yeah, this is this is where he was, you know, kind of thing.
0: Oh, Of course, that's all I ever thought of. I thought about yeah. the experiences he had and the and the playbook that uh, I'd already learned from him. And the fact that at that time, when I went to that first rehab, he had just come back home, too, because he'd been uh, in Arizona for a few years. He'd been not, not around. And he came back and got clean at that point. We could have actually been on the same clean path at that time if I had stuck at that rehab, because he was just getting his life together at that point and he would stay that way too like he it's been that was over 6 just over 6 years ago he never went back he's been clean ever since so and he was huge in the rooms uh Joe my brother he hit the he hit those rooms twice a day maybe more n a a a he had full on sponsors he didn't just go through the steps. He worked every single step again and again and again. It would start over at the beginning and do it all again. And I never did that personally. I mean I I I use medicated maintenance and that's okay too. Like you can because the success rate of twelve step programs is actually super low. When you look at the success rate, it's it's horribly low, but it still serves a purpose because it provides an entry point for people who are out on the streets or afraid, don't know what their first move is. It's usually an NA or an AA or a 12-step meeting is the entry way for a lot of people to make their first step towards recovery. And whether they get recovery through 12 steps or not, Most likely not, frankly, based on the numbers. I'm just telling you literal dad tells us this, but that doesn't mean it doesn't serve a communal purpose and makes a difference in the lives of people.
2: I absolutely Mm -hmm. agree. Mm -hmm. Touche. There you go. (laughs) And I think
1: that conversations like this, and this is where this is where social media is going to help it. That if people can have these conversations, and yeah. you boys on Twitter, if you guys can be having those little two-minute and twenty-second videos, and you can be getting the message out, that's where it's going to help because people can go and get some of the tools from these programs and these um, these meetings and things like that. But then keeping the community going and talking about what's really happening, um, I think that's super important. And I I like I congratulate you for being able to say that you slipped up and i only put air quotes around it because like mike said like that's what life is all about and i think yeah. it's so dangerous to say that like i'm just never going to have another day or i'm never going to have another drink or i'm never going to have it's really super dangerous because then your head gets in it it's not it's it's never just the drink i mean there is like the chemical whatever but it's yeah. not that; it's the the head because you've conditioned yourself, and that was like the whole thing about your thirtieth birthday. Amazing, but if we if you get in your head when you don't hit all of those markers of what you want, it's just dangerous. So I'm so proud yeah. of you to be able to just say, "Yeah, I, I slipped up, but I'm I'm still working it. Like I'm still doing it."
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. So uh, I think perfectionism is something. Probably a lot of alcoholics and addicts struggle with and so when you set like you're saying like when you set the bar up here and then yeah. you don't get there I mean it's almost impossible to get to the yeah. bar that a lot of people set it, yeah. I mean not only for alcoholics and addicts but uh um' just a lot of people it's like you yeah. if you set the bar too high and you don't reach it like you gotta you gotta that's where like self-love and self-forgiveness comes in you know yes. it's like you have to be able to just say hey you know what I slipped up that's okay yeah. i'm gonna cut it today yeah. didn't mean to rhyme there but i did um <laughs> but uh yeah but uh you know like you just have to be able to like move on because before i would just linger on it it's like oh i slipped up oh i relapsed oh, yep. oh and it yeah. just like leads it's like no t- dude today is a new day man yes. like a first day day yes exactly <laughs> Why I love the name of your pod. Uh your guys' pod. But uh yeah, no, it's it really is a new day every day. And uh you just you can't the past is the past, live in the moment, you know.
0: Yep, it's all true, Joe. You're saying it and you're trying to live it. I love it, man. I'm trying to live it with you right back at you. I know Leanne is too, and we thank Joe Chapman for giving us an hour of his time tonight, making his podcast debut and yeah, you know, really uh, got yourself a nice presence there. You do. You. I've never seen you in real life. I've never heard you in real life. So this
2: is a new experience. Here for me I am, as well. Govier. This is me. Here we are. <laughs> there it
0: is. There's that Joe guy from Grand Rapids. <laughs> That's well, him. I really and,
2: appreciated you guys uh, having me on. I, I really did. And uh, I enjoyed both your guys's. uh back and forth and i really uh like you guys i'd be glad to come back on anytime maybe the baseball pod you said go VA, we'll see um i'm God. not like an expert like some of those twitter dudes are but i definitely <laughs> am in dynasty leagues and maybe i'll ask you to join one of my dynasty leagues we'll see but uh Ooh, no but-, but honestly but honestly uh yeah man uh we'll know, make plans uh,
0: yeah.
1: joe we'll make plans for you to come maybe like a month into your 30s and see how you're doing
0: Oh, you know, what we can do idea. is uh, we're going to go see our friends soon. I was thinking about that. We talked about, about Kelly and Mike. We could yeah. go meet up with Joe, too.
1: They're close, right? Yeah. I was, I was
2: going to
0: ask you after the show.
2: Area?
0: They Yeah, they live in Wyoming. So.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, Southwest Grand Rapids, I think, right? Yeah. So, okay, yeah. I would be more than happy. I would be thrilled to see you guys in person. Yeah, that'd be awesome.
0: Yay. We'll, okay. We will make that happen, Joe. We definitely yes. will. Uh, we don't awesome. just want to have on the show and be like okay now what now he's not a part of our life we don't let's say that's why we really believe the show we do is true to form this show we do here the first day podcast we don't just try to get on the air here and get you guys to click on things and listen to us because we want to hear ourselves talk we really do care about connecting with people. That's We want to connect with Joe. We connected with Joe. And now we're going to do the next best thing, too, by connecting with him in real life, in the real world. And it'll just keep on perpetuating itself. And we're fine with that. This is what we want to do. This is why we're doing it. And we hope that you guys find some common ground with us. We got a nice little following here of people who comment. Thank you for the live streamers who check in on the chat with Josh and Ed and everybody else. And that's it. Thank you so much to Joe Chapman for giving us his time and energy. Don't forget the book club on Monday nights is alive and live and large. You can get the zoom link from us by emailing the show. First a pod at gmail.com. Uh, do you want to give a social media handle if people want to contact you, Joe, or you want to keep it private?
2: Uh, no, I can give my social media handle. I have like 150 followers right now. I'm really proud of that. Um, Woo! I know you have like, you have like what, fifteen thousand or something like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, right. uh <laughs> no, I, 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 I really just use Twitter for, like, I comment once in a while, but it's, uh, my Twitter handle is at Ligers, like, you know, Napoleon Dynamite Ligers
0: oh. underscore,
2: underscore Pistons.
0: Because
2: those are my three favorite teams, Lions, Tigers, Pistons. So. Yeah, Follow local me as you teams. wish. Huh? Local sports oh, teams. Right.
0: Ligers oh, yeah, underscore Pistons. Ligers yep. underscore Pistons. It's Detroit, Lions, Detroit Tigers, Detroit Pistons. Exactly. He's a Michigan local dude. He's he's one of us here. We're all Michiganders, even Leanne. He, you raised. know, Windsor, Windsor's Michigan to us, so right. it's all the same. So I was yeah. going to
2: ask. Yeah, so you're in Windsor then. That's right yeah. across... I went there one time when I was, like, eight, like, before it was crazy. To oh, you never got
0: shit-faced over there? <laughs>
2: uh, no, I have not <laughs> been there to get shit-faced ever. I've been uh, shit-faced in Detroit, but, uh, <laughs> you know.
0: That's very surprising because Windsor is <laughs> famous for that. That's it, yeah, it? 19,
1: okay. yeah, because we can drink when we're 19. So ever all of you boys come over and drink and, yeah, we gotcha. always knew the Americans Well, I just want to say over.
2: one last thing here. I can tell you guys are both great people. You're doing a great podcast. Like, keep this mm-hmm. up. Keep you're trying so to get sweet. people like me on there. And uh, well, not to like, yes, brag it hey. to myself. No, but, hey. you're right. You're right. Like, keep, keep trying to get like, you know, new people on because yes. everyone's stories are so valuable, you know? Yes. And yes. Uh, I just want to say that. And, uh, I can tell you guys are doing a really good job. Well, just through this uh, podcast, uh, I just did with you guys, but, uh, yeah, just keep That's it up. Me. And, uh,
1: Thank
2: you. You know, you guys are doing a great job. Thank this
1: you. This is when the show's
0: thank you, Joe. This is when the show is at its best. We have people like you on yes. and we can connect and learn and give other people fresh perspectives, but authentic real experiences that actually happened. That's yes. the that's what people want to hear from. They don't want to hear third person stories. They want to hear it directly yes. from the person who lived it. So Joe, yep. you are that person. Mm-hmm. I am that person. Leanne is that person. We're all living this experience together and we will continue to do so. So Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you, everybody hugs out there. Yep. Thank you, guys. Take I'll care of yourselves, everybody. Too. Thank you, That's Joe. Yep. Good night, Bye. everyone.